could tell by the, the small voices around you still whispering and probably playing with things. There's kids here today with us. Yes. And what, what a great opportunity to, uh, to show the kids what church is like. It's not dead and boring, right? Yes. And so with that, um, you know, my mom is a teacher. My wife was a teacher. Um, and does anybody know what a teacher voice is? Yeah, it's that, it's that, that voice that just kind of wants to teach you and you can hear it. And sometimes it's annoying. <laughs> I'm going to do my best not to use a teacher voice today, uh, but I might a little bit because there's kids with us today and I, I want them to be, uh, just feel accepted. All right, so we might use a, a, a couple object lessons or props or something. Um, just, just go with me on this. But uh, you can help me by amening and engaging and clapping and doing some shout-outs. Because we want to we show the kids that uh, life with Jesus is, is, again, not boring. It can be fun. It can be life-filled. And so I want to challenge you adults to be the people you want your kids to be. Yeah. And I want to challenge the kids, be the people your parents want other people to see. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> but I want you to imagine for a moment that I'm not speaking up here, uh, that, that if it was Jesus speaking, and this place would probably be packed, uh, but there would be some excitement in the air. There'd probably be some police as well. <laughs> but things would be moving, and we'd be excited, and we want to share, and so I want to treat today like that. And I was going to start off today by throwing out some candy but my wife so wisely warned me that if everybody doesn't get a treat, feelings get hurt. So imagine that I was throwing you some candy. <laughs> but that's my heart, right? It's the thought that counts. Um, but like a piece of candy or a treat, I, I totally believe that there are some tidbits, some information, some challenges, and some promises that God wants to send your way. And don't let it hit you in the face. Be ready for it. Uh, but let's, let's watch, let's pay attention, and, and let's get all that God has for us this morning. So I want to talk today about between the miracles, between the miracles, or the big moments in life. And our passage today is between two really big miracles, two miracles that we often teach in kids' church, that we, we've probably uh, grown up hearing, or even if you didn't grow up in church, you've probably heard at least one of these. And the first one is what Pastor spoke on last week, is out of the book of Joshua, chapter 5, where a whole nation was fed by a thing called manna. And uh, it, it, it fell every day, and they got to pick it up, and they got to eat, and it's just an, an amazing miracle. So that's the first one. The second one is that one that everyone's heard. It's the walls of Jericho come down. Yes, Jericho, that's right. Yeah, that's what we want. Thank you. If I had some candy, I'd throw it to you right now. <laughs> that was my idea. Like, oh, I'll get everybody involved. But this, this moment often gets skipped over. It's in between those, those two. And we have uh, Joshua meeting with the angel of the Lord. That's my teacher voice, the angel of the Lord. And it's between two really big miracles, and we often can skip over it. 
And in my mind, my mind actually went to, uh, it's the same, same type thing as we can live Sunday to Sunday, or service to service, or miracle to miracle, but God wants to do something in between the lines. He wants to do something in your everyday life, in your everyday moment. And, and I'll just let you guys know, Sunday is so awesome. We get to be with the people of God. We get to hear from uh, a different pastor usually. <laughs> we get a, a worship band. We get to, to worship God in so many ways. But Sunday, to be honest, just helps us to celebrate what God's doing during the week. And the, the testimonies that we should be bringing on Sundays is, you know, you sharing with your, your friend that you haven't talked to all week, like, hey, I led someone to the Lord this week. Or I got to pray for somebody and they got healed this week. You know, I was, I was praying with intercessors earlier this morning and uh, one of them got healed right there. Boom. That's how church is supposed to work. And then everybody's like, yeah, because Jesus is moving. Jesus is doing stuff. And I want some of that. Yeah. yeah. Do you want some of that this morning? Yeah. Amen. So, all these miracles and things are happening, which are awesome. But if we just live for the miracles, we're not really knowing God. If we just live Sunday to Sunday or service to service, we're not really getting to know God. And that's what God wants to do this morning. He wants to challenge you. I want to be in charge. I want to get to know you. So let's look at the book of Joshua in chapter 5. We're turning to chapter 5. And parents, feel free at this moment to show your kids how to look up a Bible verse. I saw something uh, earlier in the week. Uh, a per person was laughing because they were struggling to find Habakkuk sitting next to their five-year-old who knows the, all the books of the Bible because they know the song. If you don't know all the books of the Bible, there's a really awesome, cheesy song that you can learn. Yes, I think some of them know it here right now. But the book of Joshua, chapter 5, verses 13 through 15. And we're going to read all three verses because the Bible is important. Can't just talk about it. You got to read it. So, chapter 5, verses 13 through 15. Let's read it. Feel free to follow along. Now it came about when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man was standing opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? And he said, No. Rather, I indeed come now as captain of the host of the Lord, and Joshua fell on his face to the earth and bowed down and said to him, What has my Lord to say to his servant? The captain of the Lord's host said to Joshua, Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. So now imagine with me. Let's use our imaginations. Most people have them. We all do. <laughs> So imagine with me that you are out there, maybe you're in the woods or wherever you're at, and you're planning stuff. And Joshua at this moment, he's like, I've got to break some walls down. You know, sometimes I plan and I want to break some walls down. But Joshua's there and he's like, I've got to, I've got to do this. And he's pretty confident because, you know, 
he's won some battles. And in his mind, there's no way that he could fail. And that's, that's a really good place to be. Am I right? That's where I want to be coming from too. So we're planning. And, and you look up and there's this dude with a sword. Yeah. It's not sharp. I wish it was. It'd be really cool. <laughs> but there's this guy. And he has a sword, and he's standing in front of you. What do you do? Take a moment. What are you going to do? This guy with a sword, he's probably, he's probably not smiling, to be honest. I like to smile, so you can frown. He doesn't look mad, but he's not smiling. So he's standing there. What do you do? I think some of us might run, and some of us might grab for a weapon or plead for our lives. But Joshua, I think, because he's been in some battles, he's, he's staying pretty calm, and he just gets down to business. He's like, are you for us or for our enemies? Are you with me on our side, or are you against us? And I know most of us, hopefully, are probably not going to be in that exact scenario anytime soon. You never know. This is a pretty crazy world we live in. But how many times are we making plans when God wants to speak? And we're like, and it, I'm, I'm sure some of you can relate to this because this is how I am sometimes. God, is that you or is that the enemy? Is that you or is that the enemy? We often get surprised by God talking because we forget that he wants to be involved in like everything. He wants to be involved in our lives. And we, we can get focused on like the thing that happened in the past, like God providing food for 40 years, or the thing that we're coming up against, this is a big one, walls that we cannot get through. And God is like, I've got a sword here. I want to meet with you. And we get surprised. And it's good to plan, but we need to be listening for what God wants to speak. And I love the thought of this. Joshua handled it right, but... I don't always handle, handle it right. We get, we get startled when God shows up, and we don't know if it's him all the time, and we're planning things, and we ask him, like, is this you? Is this me? Is this the pizza I ate last night? Like, what is going on? And, and he's like, no. And I love this thought. He's, he's, watch this. He, this is how my mind works. Like, no, I'm actually in charge. Like, I'm actually in charge. Like, we're going back and forth with, I'm going to pick this, I'm going to do this, this is what needs to happen, and God's like, no, no, honey, <laughs> like, sweet, sweet child, I'm actually in charge, I'm actually in charge. Does is, is God speak to me like that, or does he only speak to me like that? Speak to you? So he wants to be in charge, and God will often seem opposed to us or against us, get this, when we don't come under his authority. Like, do you ever feel like, and you know it's not right, but you feel like God is just against you. Like, ugh. Like, everything's going wrong or whatever. And, you know, not everything's going to always go right. But sometimes you just feel that way. And we have to come under the authority of God. It's like when your mom or your dad want you to do something and you just don't want to do it. Like, I know all the kids here are perfect, but... The adults here were probably not. So, no one's perfect. That's right. 
But you always have a choice to obey. And your parents always want what is best for you. And I want you to think about that one moment, because I want to say this. God is a really good parent. He's actually the best there ever was and ever will be. And so when you come to that moment of just unsurety, and you don't know what to do, you don't know what's next, God is a really good parent. And he loves you very much. Now, the book of Exodus says this, and this is not always preached on, but it's a really cool thing. It says, the Lord is a man of war. It's going to leave that. Thank you. That is cool. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is a man of war. God is ready to fight for you, and he's ready to fight with you, but get this. He wants to lead you. He wants to lead you. He wants to be in charge. Joshua was a leader of people. He led a whole nation. But when you're a leader, you have to be able to be led. That's the most important thing. You have to be able to be led. God can often offend us. It's not his fault. (laughs) We can get offended. Because we don't always like what he does. I'm, I'm being open with you guys. That's pretty honest, right? We don't always like what he does. He can show up with a sword sometimes, and he's just wanting for us to let him lead. Just let him lead. It's like, uh, you know, I've taken a couple dance lessons and stuff with my wife. Like, there has to be a leader. There has to be someone actually leading through whatever it is. And it has to be the right leader. But a commentator named Williams, and so if you don't know what a commentator is, someone who reads the Bible a whole lot and studies it, okay? So that's what a commentator is. So this guy named Williams, who's a commentator, he studied the Bible a whole lot, said this about our passage of Scripture, our verses for today. It says, The Lord must be accepted or seen as our captain. So a captain is someone who's in charge. And he also must be allowed to make plans. And then he must be fully obeyed. So he has to be our captain. He has to be allowed to make plans. And he must be fully obeyed. I wish I could tell you if you memorize these verses, you'd get candy next week. Maybe you'll be asked about it. But Joshua obeyed this. He did this. What is the first thing Joshua does when the angel of the Lord says, I am the captain of the Lord of hosts? So he's standing there with his sword. What's the first thing Joshua does? He bows down. And can we practice that? This is object lesson today. Ready? Just a little, little bow down. Yeah. So Joshua bows down. And bowing in some cultures they still do it today some, is often a sign of reverence or a sign of surrender, saying, you are more important than I am. And sometimes we do that in worship. We bow down to to God and say, like, you are worth me bowing down, worth of all my worship and everything. But I want us to think about, get this, the times that we get interrupted by God. The times that we get interrupted by God in the car fishing, hunting, at home, at the store, and he wants to talk, 
what do you do? Listen, yes, man. I wish some of us adults were. <laughs> Man, I should not have mentioned the candy thing. But I have your attention, so we're going to keep going. Do we bow down in those moments? Do we bow down in those moments? Or do we sometimes go from one big thing to another and we tell God, like, you can wait till Sunday? Or you can wait till I see this big wall come down before we can spend time together. When really, he just wants to spend time with you. Yeah. So Joshua bows down. And when he bows down, he's like, you are my captain. Yes. You have a sword. I don't have mine drawn out. You are in charge. And sometimes we need to remember that. Sometimes, you know, uh, some, some of us want to pull a sword on Jesus and it's not going to work out. <laughs> like, like. So Joshua says, then, next, remember, he says, you're my captain, then you have to be my life planner, and you have to obey him. So Joshua says, you're my captain, what we have next? Joshua says, what has my Lord to say to his servant? Now remember, Joshua was pretty good at stuff right? Joshua was pretty good at stuff. He fought some battles, and he wasn't afraid of many things. But watch this. Even when you're really good at stuff, God still wants to be in charge. I'm going to say that again. Even when you're really confident, you've done this before, you've never failed at it before, God still wants to be in charge. Yeah, that's, that's hard for some of us adults to hear. Like, it's hard to, for me to hear sometimes. Like, I know how to do this. I, God, you don't have to help me. Like, you ever feel like that? It's fine. And God's like, I still want to be in charge. I still want to be in charge. I want to do this with you. And sometimes, because he wants to be in charge, he might ask you to do something a little crazy. Pastor will probably speak on this next week, but walking around a city like seven times and expecting it to fall down, like, that's not the best battle plan. Like, it's, it's just not. It's not usually going to work. Like, some of you be walking around your, some house later. Like, it, it might work if God tells you to do that. That's awesome. But it's not always the best battle plan. And that's okay. Because in my experience, when God interrupts, it's never what I would have done. It's never what I would have done. And as many times as I give God advice, he just doesn't seem to take it. Like, like he just, he doesn't. He knows better. Like, have you ever got advice from, you know, a three-year-old? Like, they mean it with all their heart. But, like, they, they literally just can't see what's happening. So God likes to change things because his plans are always better. Sometimes he gives us wisdom to make great plans, which is awesome. But sometimes he just wants to do something amazing. And that's what he's got in store if you'll call him captain. If he will be your captain. So he stands there with a sword ready to see how you will react. Some of us get startled. Some of us run away. <laughs> How are you going to react? Is he your captain? Is he your planner? And get this, often 
It's after we decide to follow Jesus that we get the plan. I'm going to say that one more time a little bit. Like, often we have to decide to follow Jesus before he reveals the plan. You you have to take the step of faith sometimes, say, I'm going to do it. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do it. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. Man, I I really wish I had candy. I'd I'd throw like like a handful over here. Like, all these people would be excited with candy. So Joshua wanted to listen to God. Will we, when God interrupts our plans, listen? Lots of people want to hear God, but aren't willing to stop and listen. And then they aren't willing to obey. And watch this. I'm going to brag on kids for a little bit. Sometimes kids hear the best because they know that they're supposed to listen to their authority. Oh, man. Wow, I'm just waiting for people to walk out. It's right, right there. Oftentimes, kids hear best because they know they're supposed to listen to their authority, those people who are in charge. So when we decide that God is our captain and he's in charge and we're willing to listen, what's next? Captain, planner, obedience. We have to obey. And that's really hard sometimes because sometimes we don't like to obey. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we don't agree with our parents. Is anybody else like that? Yeah, I remember I still hold this over my mom when I was like seven years old. I felt like it was going to rain that day, and she would not let me take an umbrella. And she was late picking me up, and I looked at her drenched and soaking and wet, just soaked, and I knew that I was right. But God does not make that mistake. He actually knows if it's going to rain. And remember, he is a really good parent who doesn't need tips. So Joshua is then told, remove your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. Why was Joshua asked to remove his sandals? Well, taking off your shoes sometimes requires great humility. And humility is a thing, if you don't know what that means, it's basically saying, I'm going to let you be in charge as part of it, and that you're more important than me in this moment, and I want to do what you want to do. And you're greater than me. And so, he's saying that you, angel of the Lord, are greater than me. And watch this. More humility than just bowing down, because sometimes we will bow down. God wants us to go farther than that. God wants us to go farther than just saying, you're my captain. He wants us to spend time with him. And so when Joshua takes off his shoes, he's kind of stuck there. 
Like, but until he puts his shoes back on. And, you know, I was thinking about this. I was like, you know, sometimes I think God just wants, to, wants us to take our shoes off. Like, it might be in a literal sense, but it might just be in a sense that you can't go anywhere until you're done. Until God is done speaking with you. You took your shoes off. And they'll start bleeding or you'll get rocks or whatever it is without your shoes. So you're stuck there. It would stop Joshua from getting up and doing anything else. It would stop him from making his plans even. God wants all that we've got. And sometimes our shoes symbolize us being in charge. And submitting to, to what God wants you to do, I might call this radical obedience. I think God just calls it obedience, <laughs> but... We have to take off the things that might hold us back. And they're often little things. They're often little things. You can think of just a moment, like what might be holding you back? A few of those might be comfort. It's more comfortable to walk outside with shoes on. <laughs> it might be just money or time or even food, sleep. Fun, sports, family, and these things aren't bad. And we don't give them up never expecting to eat again or never expecting to sleep again or never expecting to have any finances to do anything whatsoever. We give them up because God wants to put them in the right order. And I want you to watch this. Joshua, when he left, he put his shoes back on. He didn't go barefoot for the rest of his life. We often feel like when we do something or give something up for God, like, that's it. We will never see that again. And sometimes maybe that's true. You know, maybe if you're giving up your million-dollar job, I don't know if God's going to give you another million-dollar job. I can't promise that. But the things that you need, He will give. Remember, He's a good parent. He's a really, really good dad. And he even likes to have fun. Like, we have to remember that. God likes to have fun as well. Like, another Bible verse says that he, he dances, he, he jumps and swirls and spins over you. Over you. And, you know, sometimes I, I remember when I, I hold one of my nieces and nephews or my, my little baby, like, I can just, you just want to kind of spin, you might want to scare them a little bit. It's fun. Like, like you're getting them ready for other things. I'm, I'm preparing my daughter for roller coasters in the future. Yeah. I've thought about it. Like, so, wherever God is, even in enemy territory, that place becomes holy. Any place you go belongs to God when you go there. So why did God want to speak to Joshua? Like why did he want to speak to Joshua? The purpose of this event or this encounter with the angel of the Lord is the same for us with Jesus as it was for Joshua. It's not to give us all the plans, but it's to inspire us to be humble and bow. 
is so that we can listen and really hear and submit to God's plans, and then so we can radically obey Him, so that we can obey Him. Watch this. There needs to be a private encounter with God before a public triumph. You can quote that. There needs to be a private encounter with God before a public triumph. So when Jesus stands there with his sword and gives you that choice saying, no, I'm actually in charge, will you bow and listen? Will you follow his plans? Will you obey? And so I'm going to do one more object lesson. We're almost done. It was going to be short because we got food afterwards. And we've got kids that their attention spans are about over. But if you want to be like Joshua this morning, you don't have to do this, but anybody who is willing, I'm going to ask you to slip your shoes off. Oh, I purposely wore shoes with zippers this morning, not to brag, but we're going to just slip our shoes off. All the kids easily do this because they like to do that anyways. And let's, as a whole church this morning, say that we're going to surrender to God, that he's our captain, he's in charge, we're going to listen to him, and then we're actually just going to obey. And even if we're, we're between miracles, or we're hoping that he'll do something, or we're remembering what he's done in the past, we're going to spend time with him right now in the present, or when we go home, or during the week. He wants to meet with you between the big things, between the miracles. And so, as one or two of the worship members come, I want to just give you a moment that maybe this is your moment. And I'll even give that object lesson up again. If Jesus was standing here with a sword, what are you going to do? What do you want to do? Is he your captain? I believe that. He's your captain. All right, man. I'm going to say the adults could learn something from these kids. We got to be excited about, about following Jesus. Because when Jesus is your captain, you don't know what's going to happen. And that's exciting. That can be filled with fun and challenges and all kinds of stuff. But you know what? I got my shoes off, and we're just going to go for it. And so at the, at the end here, right before we uh, go out and enjoy some food, and be sure to, to give love and hugs and everything you can to James and Alicia and their whole family. They've been uh, just such a blessing here. And we'll have buckets at the end uh, in the back so you can bless them financially if, if you desire. But before that, I'm going to give you a moment that if you need prayer, or if, if you want to respond to this message, awesome. But if you need prayer in any way, we want to make this time available for you. And for the rest of us, I just want to say, uh, as, as a church, what this message implies. God is our captain. 
And let's pray that way. So I'm going to welcome you. If you need prayer, you can come up to the front. But if, if you uh, have just enjoyed having the kids with us this morning, let's take a moment and just pray all these things into existence. Lord, we come before you right now and we say that, God, you are our captain. That we bow before you and we submit to you and we humble ourselves to you and say that you are more important than we are. And we want to say that with all the plans that we might try to make and the things that we don't know, that you are still in charge and that you can either make our plans or help us make plans, whatever you want to do, God. And then we want to say as a whole church that we will obey you. And that's what we want from the bottom of our hearts, God. And we ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.